Hello, and welcome to Mind Your Own Quizness. I'm your host, Morgan Burns. I'm joined today by Emily Karthik and Will. Emily, tell us something. All right. So I took this piece of trivia from a Reddit thread on Ask Reddit, looking for our favorite pieces of useless trivia. This one is delightful. It is, Ohio is the only U.S. state that doesn't share a letter with the word mackerel. <laughs> wow. What a great fact. Useless yeah. and interesting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to respond to that. My instinct is to try to come up with the exception, but of course there isn't any. Yeah, I bet you didn't know that. Huh. That's, uh, that's something. All right, Karthik, what do you know? I had a couple that I was thinking of, but since we're on states, I wanted to say that I was reading somewhere that Maryland is the only state whose state motto is in Italian. I think it's like strong deeds, soft words. Or something. It's manly deeds, womanly words, I believe. Yeah, there's an op-ed about how it's misogynistic. And... <laughs> yeah, I went to grad school at Maryland and there was an argument about that, yes. <laughs> it's like on the university crest or something, I think, or adjacent to it. I think it's maybe the Calvert family on their crest or something. Like that's how it got in there, but it's weird. I think, I guess most, most other states, their mottos are either in English or Latin with a couple of exceptions, I think. But there's one state whose motto is in French and one in Greek, actually. So I think California has California. Greek. Yeah, California is Greek. Eureka. Yeah. And Minnesota is, is French. Oh. Hmm. I didn't know that. Okay. That's my deep dive into state mottos for you all. That's pretty cool. Thank you. <laughs> and Will, welcome back. What can you tell us? Hi, good to be here. Uh, so my fun fact isn't as fun as it is grim. So uh, earliest invention of writing in the city of Uruk in Mesopotamia. Their society wasn't particularly egalitarian or nice to live in. And so the most common logogram, this before they had like a real alphabet, but the most common in their first form of writing after the numbers was the word for a female slave of foreign origin. And down below that was male slave of foreign origin because writing was invented as an accounting system and important trade goods for these people were, you know, conquered people from the non-civilizations yet. Wow. Yeah, pretty dark. Yeah. But yeah. interesting. Yes. So so the first word, the most common first word was, yeah, not great. Wow. Hmm. Well, on that note, let's get started. There are going to be 20 questions today. If you don't know the answer to a question and you don't think anybody knows the answer to that question, you can guess Stumper, and then if everybody gets it wrong, you get a point. But if anybody gets it right, you lose a point. We'll give scores after questions 5, 10, 15, and 20. Can we lose points for wrong answers? You cannot lose points for wrong answers. Okay, thank you. Question one. On Seinfeld, George plans to someday name a child seven after the jersey number of what New York Yankees center fielder who played from 1951 to 1968. Question two. On this day, this day being April 24th, 1957, what human-made landmark was reopened to the world after the conclusion of an international crisis that had begun the prior year? Construction on the landmark had been completed in 1869, and it was privately owned until Gamal Abdel Nasser nationalized it in 1956. Could you say that one more time, please? 
On April 24th, 1957, what human-made landmark was reopened to the world after the conclusion of an international crisis that had begun the prior year? Construction on the landmark had been completed in 1869, and it was privately owned until Gamal Abdel Nasser nationalized it in 1956. Question three. What is the name of the first mate on the Pequod in Moby Dick? His name is the inspiration for a Battlestar Galactica character and a Seattle-based multinational chain. It was also a nickname given to Special Agent Scully by her father. Question four. Togo and Benin both have coastlines on what gulf with a name that appears in the names of four countries? Could you say that again, please? Togo and Benin both have coastlines on what gulf with a name that appears in the names of four countries? Question five. The country of San Marino has a population of about 34,000 people and does not have an independent telephone system, relying instead on Italy's system. This makes it complicated for San Marino's residents to televote in what competition that the country has been entering since 2008. All right, let's go over the answers for the first five questions. Question one, on Seinfeld, George plans to someday name a child seven after the jersey number of what New York Yankees center fielder who played from 1951 to 1968? Emily. I said Babe Ruth. Karthik. I said Mantle. Will. Joe DiMaggio. Mickey Mantle is correct. Question two. On April 24, 1957, what human-made landmark was reopened to the world after the conclusion of an international crisis that had begun the prior year? Construction on the landmark had been completed in 1869, and it was privately owned until Gamal Abdel Nasser nationalized it in 1956. Karthik. The Suez Canal. Will. Suez Canal. Emily. I put Panama Canal, but I had actually originally put world's largest ball of string. It was, that was also privately owned until it was nationalized by Idaho, so. Okay, uh, Suez Canal is correct. My favorite thing about all the horrible things that have happened in the past year is that if Billy Joel ever makes a sequel to We Didn't Start the Fire, <laughs> he can just keep the line trouble in the Suez. <laughs> Question three. What is the name of the first mate on the Pequod in Moby Dick? His name is the inspiration for a Battlestar Galactica character and a Seattle-based multinational chain. It was also a nickname given to Special Agent Scully by her father. Will. Starbuck. Emily. Starbuck. Karthik. I also put Starbuck. Starbuck is correct. Question four. Togo and Benin both have coastlines on what gulf with the name that appears in the names of four countries? Emily. I said Guinea. Karthik. I put Arabian Gulf. Will. It's the Gulf of Guinea. Guinea is correct. It's in the names of four countries. Uh, I think only two of those countries are actually on that gulf. Actually, I think only one of them might be. I should have fact-checked this. <laughs> Either Equatorial Guinea or Guinea-Bissau is uh, is on the Gulf. I think it's Equatorial Guinea. I think Guinea-Bissau is further north. Let me check a map because on the Atlantic it's going to drive me crazy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Guinea-Bissau is on the North Atlantic. So, yeah. Equatorial Guinea is the only country on that Gulf that has Guinea in its name. Unless you count Ghana, which I think 
has etymology from, I think that's Europeans trying to pronounce Guinea or something like that. I don't know. They did a terrible about, job. Yeah. As with most things. Yeah. How about Guiana and South America? Is that yeah. also named? That might be, a friend of mine was suggesting today that that might be the case and I have not fact-checked it, so... Yeah, maybe that'll be someone's fun fact next week. So maybe. <laughs> or yeah, <laughs> listeners, if you want to reach out to me on Twitter at myoquizness or by email at myoquizness at gmail.com, please let me know what the etymology of Guiana is. Question five. The country of San Marino has a population of about 34,000 people and does not have an independent telephone system relying instead on Italy's system. This makes it complicated for San Marino's residents to televote in what competition that the country has been entering since 2008. Karthik. Eurovision. Will. Eurovision. Emily. Eurovision. It is the Eurovision Song Contest. Everybody gets the point. Well done. So at the end of the first round, Emily has three points. Karthik has four points. Will has four points. Question six. In a 1980 TV episode that was set in Texas and was seen by over 40 million households, Kristen Shepard, a fictional character, is revealed to have done what? Question seven. The Secret Service refers to presidents and their families by code names. For example, Joe and Jill Biden are Celtic and Capri. Michelle, Malia, and Sasha Obama were Renaissance, Radiance, and Rosebud. What was Barack Obama's code name? He still uses it sometimes when he hangs out with Bruce Springsteen. Question eight. In the title of a 1729 Jonathan Swift essay, what three words precede for preventing the children of poor people from being a burden on their parents or country and for making them beneficial to the public? Can you say that again? In the title of a 1729 Jonathan Swift essay, what three words proceed for preventing the children of poor people from being a burden on their parents or country and for making them beneficial to the public. So I'm looking for the first three words of the title. Question nine, despite never having had a career as a professional ice skater or hockey player, what American entrepreneur was posthumously inducted into the figure skating hall of fame in 2000 and the U S hockey hall of fame in 2009. Question 10, Three Penny Opera by Bertolt Brecht and Kurt Weill features what ballad about its anti-hero, Captain McKeith? Bobby Darin recorded a famous version of the song that reached number one on the Billboard charts in 1959. One more time, please. Three Penny Opera by Bertolt Brecht and Kurt Weill features what ballad about its anti-hero, Captain McKeith? Bobby Darin recorded a famous version of the song that reached number one on the Billboard charts in 1959. Question six, in a 1980 TV episode that was set in Texas and was seen by over 40 million households, Kristen Shepard, a fictional character, is revealed to have done what? Will. I assume she's the one who shot JR. Emily. Shot JR. Karthik. Shot JR. Shot JR is correct. It was on Dallas. Question seven. The Secret Service refers to presidents and their families by code names. For example, Joe and Jill Biden are Celtic and Capri. Michelle, Malia, and Sasha Obama were Renaissance, Radiance, and Rosebud. What was Barack Obama's code name? He still uses it sometimes when he hangs out with Bruce Springsteen. Emily. Renegade. Karthik. 
Hawaii. Will. Renegade. Renegade is correct. What's the purpose of the names if everybody knows them? I have no idea. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do any of you know? Great question. I've got nothing. (laughs) I've kind of wondered about that, but never really, uh, never thought to look into it. Yeah, it'd be one thing if it was like shorter, but Renegade is way more syllables than Barry. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like if you're if you're trying to get to the president, it's not like you're like, oh, wow, who's Renegade? They've really pulled the wool over my eyes. I have no way of figuring this out. (laughs) I wonder if like using alliteration makes it easier to talk over the radio or like you hear an R word. You're like, oh, this is a member of the first family. Hmm. But I think that'd be worse because you don't know which one. It's like R has been shot. (laughs) Wait, should I be really worried or really, really, really worried? That's a good point. Yeah, this is this is another opportunity where uh, if listeners know the answer to this, please please email me at myoquiznos at gmail.com to tell me what the point of <laughs> Secret Service code names is. Please at us. Yes. Question eight. In the title of a 1729 Jonathan Swift essay, what three words proceed for preventing the children of poor people from being a burden on their parents or country and for making them beneficial to the public? Karthik. I did not know this one. Will. That's a modest proposal. Emily. A modest proposal. A modest proposal is correct. Modestly proposed that poor people eat their children, which was not that different from how the English were treating the poor at the time. I don't know if it ever improved. No, I think they've stopped eating their children. (laughs) Let's hope. (laughs) Question nine. Despite never having had a career as a professional ice skater or hockey player, what American entrepreneur was posthumously inducted into the Figure Skating Hall of Fame in 2000 and the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame in 2009? Will. Not sure his first name, but I think it's Zamboni. Emily. I said Stumper. Karthik. I actually also said Stumper. Zamboni is correct. It was Frank Zamboni. Nice. I wanted to say it was like Ernesto or something. I was like, that might just because it sounds so Italian. Mm. Makes sense. Frank Zamboni, inventor of the ice resurfacer. Question 10. Three Penny Opera by Bertolt Brecht and Kurt Weill features what ballad about its anti-hero, Captain McHeath? Bobby Darin recorded a famous version of the song that reached number one on the Billboard charts in 1959. Emily. Beyond the Sea? Karthik. I did not know. Will. It's Mac the Knife. Mac the Knife is correct. There we go. I was like, all right, it's about a sea captain and it's a Bobby Darren song. And there's Mac- only two Bobby Darren songs, I know. right? So. <laughs> and I went with the sea one. <laughs> it's not much of an epic, but whatever. <laughs> At the end of the first half, Emily has five points. Karthik has four points. Will has nine points. Does that sound right? Yeah. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Karthik and I both lost one point for the Stumper. Yeah, the, Stumper yeah. the Stumper will get you. Mm-hmm. Devastating. <laughs> Question 11. The following are lyrics from what 1997 song that peaked at number five on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100? I just need the title, not the artist. There's a log on the fire and it burns like me for you. Tomorrow comes with one desire to take me away. Oh, it's true. It ain't easy to say goodbye. Darling, please don't start to cry. There's a log on the fire and it burns like me for you. Tomorrow comes with one desire to take me away. Oh, it's true. It ain't easy to say goodbye.
Darling, please don't start to cry. Question 12. Born in Queens, New York in 1968, actor and rapper James Todd Smith uses what stage name that lets everyone know how popular he is with women? Question 13. In a 2003 episode of Saturday Night Live, Carl Weathers played himself campaigning for governor on a platform of having acted in what 1987 movie that had already produced two governors? Could you say that one more time, please? In a 2003 episode of Saturday Night Live, Carl Weathers played himself campaigning for governor on a platform of having acted in what 1987 movie that had already produced two governors? Question 14. Invented in either Australia or New Zealand in the early 20th century, what dessert was named after the Russian ballerina who played the dying swan? It consists of baked meringue with whipped cream and fresh fruit. One more time, please. Invented in either Australia or New Zealand in the early 20th century, what dessert was named after the Russian ballerina who played the dying swan? It consists of baked meringue with whipped cream and fresh fruit. Question 15. In 1911, what Chicago-based company added magnesium carbonate to their product so it would be easier to use in humid weather? The product currently contains calcium silicate instead of magnesium carbonate. This ease of use was the inspiration for the company's logo and motto. Could you repeat that? In 1911, what Chicago-based company added magnesium carbonate to their product so it would be easier to use in humid weather? The product currently contains calcium silicate instead of magnesium carbonate. This ease of use was the inspiration for the company's logo and motto. Let's go over the answers. Question 11. The following are lyrics from what 1997 song that peaked at number five on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100? I just need the title, not the artist. There's a log on the fire and it burns like me for you. Tomorrow comes with one desire to take me away. Oh, it's true. It ain't easy to say goodbye. Darling, please don't start to cry. Karthik. Save tonight. Will. I put I'm blue, Java G, Java Die by Eiffel 65. Emily. Save tonight. Save tonight is correct. I don't know if blue goes that many words without saying the word blue. <laughs> I mean, it's 95. I was trying to think of a song of the era. Yeah, no, that was fine. It's fair. That's by Eagle Eye Cherry. Yes. And I, in writing this question, I just learned what his real name is. What's his real name? Eagle Eye Cherry. Eagle Eye Cherry. Yeah, I know. He's he's native. Oh, really? He's native yeah, American. Yeah. I assumed it was a band with an interesting name. Not a dude with an interesting name. Although his sister is named, I think, Nina Cherry. But Nina, I could be wrong on that. She had a song, too, that was really good. They had a song together. Question 12. Born in Queens, New York in 1968, Actor and rapper James Todd Smith uses what stage name that lets everyone know how popular he is with women? Emily. Ladies love Cool J. Karthik. Yep, ladies love Cool J. Will. LL Cool J. LL Cool J is correct. Question 13. In a 2003 episode of Saturday Night Live, Carl Weathers played himself campaigning for governor on a platform of having acted in what 1987 movie that had already produced two governors. Emily. So I had a choice of either trying to guess a random Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that maybe had another governor in it or just writing Stumper in the hopes that other people couldn't come up with the Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> movie. So I said Stumper. Okay. Karthik. 
Yeah, I think I had a similar thought process. I'm going with a random Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I'll go with um, True Lies. Okay, Will. I think the other governor is probably Jesse the Body Ventura, because I can't imagine who else it would be. But I also went with a random Arnold film, Demolition Man. Okay, uh, so Stumper gets the point. That's what I hoped you would do, thank you. (laughs) It is Jesse Ventura. The movie is Predator. Oh, okay. Son of a, of course. Question 14. Invented in either Australia or New Zealand in the early 20th century, what dessert was named after the Russian ballerina who played the dying swan? It consists of baked meringue with whipped cream and fresh fruit. Karthik. Did not know this one. Will. I put, what is a waltzing Matilda? Emily. I said Stumper. Stumper is correct. Say <laughs> <laughs> Pavlova. Welcome uh, a waltzing Matilda with me. You said Australia. I don't know. It's a woman's name. It's a fair guess. No, it's a good guess. Pavlova named after Anna Pavlova. Makes sense. Question 15. In 1911, what Chicago-based company added magnesium carbonate to their product so it would be easier to use in humid weather? The product currently contains calcium silicate instead of magnesium carbonate. This ease of use was the inspiration for the company's logo and motto. Will. Stomper. Emily. Morton. Karthik. I put Stumper. Morton Salt is correct. Uh, wow. When it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours. <laughs> So, Ooh, that was a rough round. Yeah, so at the end of the third quarter, Emily has 10 points, Karthik has five points, Will has nine points. You crushed it that round, Emily. Yeah. Thank you. It was Wait, I have first. nine points. Oh, because I got a stumper wrong. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> Devastating. <laughs> Devastating. <laughs> Question 16. What fictional ruler, who was the 13th of his name, was a regular character on a public TV show from the 1960s until 2001. He has also appeared in a few episodes of the currently running spinoff. Could you do that again? What fictional ruler who was the 13th of his name was a regular character on a public TV show from the 1960s until 2001. He has also appeared in a few episodes of the currently running spinoff. Question 17. Goss, G-O-S, was the subject of a 1951 nonfiction book by T.H. White. Mabel was the subject of a 2014 nonfiction book by Helen MacDonald. Goss and Mabel are both what type of animal in the family Accipitridae? How specific do we need to be? I'll say if it's the most correct answer anyone gives, I will accept the class of animal, but I would prefer anything more specific than class. What if I go more specific and I'm wrong? (laughs) you know i'll accept the class also if you come up with a a very similar animal i'll be forgiving on this one question 18 fred noonan was last seen on july 2nd 1937 on new guinea heading toward howland island noonan's boss was what kansas-born redhead who went missing at the same time one more time please fred noonan n-o-o-n-a-n was last seen on July 2nd, 1937, on New Guinea, heading toward Howland Island. 
Noonan's boss was what Kansas-born redhead who went missing at the same time? Question 19. Until a few days ago, Timberwolves shooting guard Anthony Edwards had not heard of what former Yankee who was about to become his boss. In the interest of saving time, feel free to answer with his four-letter nickname. Question 20. In 1980, what cool-handed actor and auto racing enthusiast filled empty wine bottles with homemade salad dressing to give to friends and neighbors for the holidays? Let's go over the last five questions. Question 16. What fictional ruler, who was the 13th of his name, was a regular character on a public TV show from the 1960s until 2001? He has also appeared in a few episodes of the currently running spinoff. Emily. So I can't remember his name. It's the king from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. So I went with Stumper in hopes that no one else could remember his name. <laughs> okay, Karthik. I did Stumper too. Okay, Will. I put the king of the land of make-believe. I, don't know I can't accept that. So uh, Stumper gets the point. Ooh, what's his name? King Friday the 13th. Oh, it is, of course. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's funny. Oh, King Friday, right. Oh, okay. very cute. Question 17. Goss was the subject of a 1951 nonfiction book by T.H. White. Mabel was the subject of a 2014 nonfiction book by Helen MacDonald. Goss and Mabel are both what type of animal in the family Accipitridae? Karthik. I put a seal. Will. I'm going to assume because of Goss, that's a goshawk. Emily. I said fish. Goshawk is correct. Whoa. I, say, I know it's a, I knew it was a hawk and I was like, Goss must be a goshawk. I had geese at first no, because sir. I heard the word Goss. And uh, then, I, then you started talking about like, what if we don't know exactly what kind it is? I was like, well, there's a lot of fish out there. It's <laughs> 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 true. They are both goshawks. The T.H. White book was called The Goshawk, and the Helen MacDonald book was H for Hawk, H is for Hawk, mm. which is a really nice book. This question is brought to you by today's sponsor, Birds. Birds are real and are not spying on you. Feel free to go about your ordinary business in front of birds and maybe even share your secrets with them. Question 18. Fred Noonan was last seen on July 2nd, 1937 on New Guinea, heading toward Howland Island. Noonan's boss was what Kansas-born redhead who went missing at the same time? Will. Amelia Earhart. Emily. Amelia Earhart. Karthik. Earhart. Amelia Earhart is correct. Question 19. Until a few days ago, Timberwolves shooting guard Anthony Edwards had not heard of what former Yankee who was about to become his boss. In the interest of saving time, feel free to answer with his four-letter nickname. Emily. A-Rod. Karthik. A-Rod. Will. A-Rod. A-Rod is correct. There's a great interview. The interviewer is asking Anthony Edwards, what do you know about A-Rod? And he said, oh yeah, that's that guy who's buying our team, right? <laughs> How come I've heard of A-Rod and he hasn't? Because you probably know a lot more about J-Lo than he does. Maybe. <laughs> that's probably true. Also, I, I think he's like 20 and he uh, plays basketball. So I don't know if he's ever watched a baseball game. Fair enough. Question 20. In 1980, what cool-handed actor and auto racing enthusiast filled empty wine bottles with homemade salad dressing to give to friends and neighbors for the holidays? Karthik. Paul Newman. Will. Paul Newman. Emily. Paul Newman. Paul Newman is correct. Everybody gets the point. The final scores. 
Karthik has nine points. Will has 13 points. Emily has 14 points. Congratulations. Thank you. you Thank you. I I finished dead last the last time I appeared on this podcast. So this is a big change in fortunes for me. Your your use of the stumper was brilliant. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you killed it. (laughs) Yeah, I did not think Predator was going to be a stumper, but that, uh, that worked out well for you. I was going to end up putting something like Terminator because I've seen maybe half of an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie in my life and it was Kindergarten Cop and I figured it probably wasn't Kindergarten Cop. Mind Your Own Quizness is produced by me, Morgan Burns. Our theme music is Nothing Changes by Ian Clark, distributed by clipdad.com.